This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broadus. Well, the Draft Show is home. We're back at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broadus, Dane Brugler from CBS Sports and a contributor to DallasCowboys.com. David Hellman, writer from DallasCowboys.com. Gentlemen, I'm going to dive right into this because I want to talk a little bit about the Senior Bowl, but I'll tell everybody what we're going to do here a little bit first. You can always get a hold of us at 888-855-2297. We're going to take some calls today. Probably going to do that after we do Twitter on the twenty. That's our next staple that we're going to have today. Uh, need you to get all your questions, draft-related questions. Let Dane, David, myself have an opportunity to try and get those questions taken care of for you. That's at the draft show. Uh, you can uh, get your questions that way. Kent Garrison will handle the calls. He's executive producer of this fine program. So uh, make sure you're nice to Kent. Uh, but we're going to do Twitter on the twenty. And then we're also going to do a game at the end called uh, Would You Rather? And I, I like this game because I went back and looked at last year's draft. And I'm comparing players from last year's draft, similar rounds, similar positions. Would you rather? You, got, you haven't shared these yet either. No, I have Just, not. I'm I'm looking at them. I have the okay. dubious distinction of reading them. All. I'm not looking forward to this because I think this is going to be hard. So yeah, It'll be interesting. Yeah, be I, I always I always try and, and make it interesting because I want fans out there always want to know is this guy better than? Yeah, is this? Would you take? I, right. I don't know, Dane. How many times you probably get a Twitter? People ask you. They will give you three names and they ask you to which one would you rather have? Right, and, and so I'm doing this, and it's not just first round guys. Right, I'm I've gone through and gone through some you know third and fourth round guys as well. This isn't something that just you know fans will ask. This is something in war rooms yeah. that are asked. You know, yeah. they want to know. General managers want to know from their scouts who does this guy remind you of. What exactly about compared to that's, this guy. That's exactly right. My my experience working with Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones is better when you describe a player or you say he is like this guy mm-hmm. and somebody that Jerry knows. I don't want to compare players. So, yeah, the head coach doesn't want to the compare head players, coach but, doesn't like that. but the owner, general manager, will compare players all day. So, that's what we got today. Going to put a bow on the Senior Bowl, Twitter on the 20, and then draft show, would you rather? Um, like I said, I want to get in that Senior Bowl. Yeah. And we just got back from Mobile, had the game on, had a chance to, to look at it. Dane, two or three, maybe four or five guys you thought were winners. From the Senior Bowl and the week itself, not, you know, I mean, just not the game, but like the week itself, guys that help themselves with their draft stock or give, you know, maybe the people didn't know much about them, but uh, elevated themselves a little bit. I think any conversation has to start with uh, Hassan Reddick, my guy from Temple, yeah. uh, you know, a guy I ranked highly going in and he, he lived up to that high status. I think even surpassed it. I had him as number 38 overall on my board. 
he's going to be mentioned. You're right about him. But he's going to be mentioned in the first round now. Yeah. I think he helped himself that much mm. uh, with his ability. Because uh, on tape, he's an edge rusher. He's going after the pocket. In Mobile, he was asked to drop in space. How about that? Yeah. He looked natural doing it. That Absolutely, athleticism, yeah. he did not look out of place. So I think uh, Hassan Reddick only, only helped himself. He's going to be in the first round mix. Did he catch your eye there as well? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm obvious. And, you know, the day we got there, one of our scouts told me he didn't even say his name. He was like, "Watch the Temple Kid." Yeah, and uh, so people and it kind of, it's it's funny. Knew. It's funny how that happens. Is and and rightfully so. I mean, he had a great week, uh, but you know the wheels start turning, and you know you didn't know his name when you got there on Monday, and now everybody's all over the, right on on the Hassan Reddick train. I'm with so. you on that one. Go ahead, next guy. Uh, a guy that you guys probably saw a little bit in college, Duke Riley. How about that? Mm. Former former Tiger, Bayou Tiger. Uh, and this guy, we were watching him in from uh, the, the press box. Sure. And I'm looking, I'm watching, I'm like, okay, you know, who's this number 11? And I, I can't figure no. it out on my roster, but he had his jersey rolled up. Is actually number zero. Zero, yeah. He was making plays all over. Can uh, run. Yeah, he can run. And yeah. so he's a guy that you look at as maybe a sub-package player earlier in his career, but he's going to compete for starting snaps once he gets to an NFL team. What's really funny to me is I think – Duke Riley is a very similar player to Debo Jones. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they played the I same position. I know you're position. going this direction. Well, but the funny, and I'm going to, me a culpa, because you can go back and listen to draft shows from last year. Oh. I was like, I like, I like Deion Jones a lot. He's a great athlete. I don't maybe defensive rookie of the year. But I didn't think that back in January of twenty six. I was like, you know, he'll he'll make an NFL team. He'll be a good player. He'll be a, he'll be like a Keith Smith, try hard, maybe find a role for himself kind of guy. I certainly didn't think he three would interceptions, be, two touchdown he, returns. He hundred tackles. Yeah. Three, he had an amazing year, and so. That comparison to Debo Jones for Duke Riley is a lot more favorable right now than it might have been a year. And a lot of credit to both of them. They took advantage of opportunities. Uh, you know, Jones didn't start until his senior year. And with Riley, kind of similar. I mean, there's so many athletes on that LSU defense. Had to wait his turn. When he finally got the opportunity, uh, he blew up. And I think he only helped himself at the Senior Bowl just like Jones did a year ago. So uh, another guy I want to mention, we talk about the tight ends, how deep of a group it is this year. O.J. Howard was a top guy, and he easily, uh, you know, a guy we could talk about, but I think we've talked about him enough. Another tight end I want to talk about is Jonu Smith from Florida International. Okay. Not the biggest guy, a little undersized, but he's an athlete. He can move. He can create spacing in his routes. I, I think Jonu Smith is a guy who helped himself where maybe a player like Clemson's Jordan Leggett he decided not to go. Smith might have passed him in some people's minds uh, on, the, on the tight end ranking. So uh, I thought Smith definitely made some money in Mobile. Dave, you have a couple of guys in mind? Just Yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity to pat myself on the back because last week before Dane left the Senior Bowl, we talked a lot about Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Went and, I mean, he had a great week of practice, but then he went and balled out in the game, yeah, too. Played so, very well, yes. Uh, you know, I had this, like, pipe dream that he could slip and be a feasible pick for the Cowboys in the fourth or fifth round. But, I mean, if he keeps that momentum going, maybe not. I don't know. He looked uh, really good. I still think third, fourth round is where he's going to be viewed. But, See, yeah. But third, third is rich for me for a team that has Ezekiel Elliott. Right. So, and, and, I mean, more power to him. Get your money, dude. And speaking about this team specifically, picking in the later portion of the round, point probably have to get him in the third round if you want him but we had my favorite uh toledo running back kareem hunt my favorite stat for him 856 offensive touches in his career not having one fumble one fumble one fumble and that came yeah. as a freshman and yeah. he, and he, re and he uh, recovered it so this guy is uh proved to be a three down player 
over his career, but then also at the Senior Bowl, he can catch the ball. He's a blocker. Uh, he's good. Has the ball security that you want. Then he's also a darn good runner. Yeah, the, the part the part you talk about the block. I love the one on one against yeah. the linebackers. He was stoning those linebackers. That's that's like, tough drill. For yeah, it is. And they're out there in space. They're by themselves, right. no help, and you get a linebacker that gets a run on you. You have anybody else there, Dave? I actually, and going back to what we talked about, and I know you wrote about him. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you? I mean, when you had a better chance to look, Jordan Willis. Did, yeah, I, I, I seemed thought, like I mean, and I didn't watch the whole Senior Bowl. Yeah, I, I wrote I, the thing. Jordan Willis, I thought played well in the game. Dane and I were having this discussion about him, or where he really fits. He plays as a left defensive end for Kansas State. Do you think he could be right in worthy, Dane? Doesn't think and 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 correct me if I'm wrong. This is you know the bend. Do you see the bend from this player, or do you see a guy that consistently goes past the quarterback and then has to come back? I think a lot of people are aware watching the game of Jordan Willis. I thought he played with a little bit more bend on tape. That that's me. But you know I, I understand your concerns because what you were talking about. Pre-show was, yeah, there are times when you see him have to ru- – he rushes up the field. Where's the point where he gets to the quarterback? Right. And where does he find his path that way? So I, I don't know. I mean, we always talk about left ends, right ends. What is he? I kind of think that he could do both, but – to me, he's more of a left end, and he's 255 pounds. Right, and uh, he has powerful hands, and I love his get-off. I mean, yeah. he, he bursts off the ball, and he, he plays the motor that you want. Uh, he's a great individual as well. I mean, it, Bill Snyder raves about him as a person. But I do see some stiffness in his pass rush. Uh, you know, there are some times where he just cannot bend around that corner and win the arc. I, this pass rush class is so loaded. Right, and so this guy for me, I like him, but when he when you put him in context of the other rushers in this class, uh, pass rushers, you know he's down outside my top fifteen, right, at the position just because it's so loaded. So yeah, I like the player. I, I just think there will be probably more people that like him more it, than it, I. All right, play the game with me then, Dane. If you had Charlton, Willis, and Hall, mm-hmm. play that game with me. Charlton, to me, is the top guy of that group, mm-hmm. um, a left end who's going to continue to get better uh, in, in, as a pass rusher and run defender. Hall, Hall is interesting. Um, I think there's a little more ability, a little more untapped potential there. So I, I'd give him the edge, and then Willis would be third for me okay. in that group. Well, you? No, no, I, I, I don't. I, I had it. I had it. Charlton, Willis, and Hall okay. is how I had it. Do you, you have Willis more like in the third? I have, I have, I, you know, we were talking about two, three, right? Like I, I had him, I had Charlton Wilson Hall all in the second round. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, my guys that I liked, I, I agree with you guys about Hunt. I thought Zay Jones helped himself a little bit, you know, with what he was able to do, uh, catching all the, the ball, the adjustments, things like that. I really don't know what he runs. His speed is four, five, three is what scouts were working on all year. I don't know. You know, I mean, you don't see when you watch this tape, you don't see him always separate. And when there were times at the senior bowl when they contested with him, he had some problems, but he did make some contested catches in the games. I think another guy helped himself was Chad Williams from Grambling. Glad you mentioned him. I don't I really didn't know much about Chad Williams from Grambling wide receiver. I, I didn't know much, but I thought practice. He only had one catch for 11 yards, but I thought the week. I thought he was going to have a big. I thought he was going to have a big game. 
the way that he was practicing, the way they were throwing the football to him, he found ways to get open. He did. He showed he belonged. I had only seen one game tape of him uh, going into the week, but it did not take long for him to show that he belonged with these other FBS talents, a guy who didn't look out of place physically, uh, athletically, uh, the way he was tracking the ball, making contested grabs. So I, absolutely, I thought he helped himself. Just want to say, for nobody blames y'all. I mean, it's grambling. Like, you can't get to every prospect in January. Yeah. You know? Like, you got time. You I'll got tell time you what, to turn it's nice to see, It's nice to see Grambling get back in. You know, I yeah. think Grambling had a successful season, yeah. successful campaign. So nice to, see, swack. Yeah, nice to see Grambling get back. And I'm going to say this guy's name wrong, so Dave, correct me on this. It's our Florida linebacker, Alex... Uh, Anzalone. You got it. All right. Very Alex good. Anzalone, linebacker, Florida. 6'4, 240 pounds, right around. Playing as an inside linebacker. Kind of think he needs to play on the outside. But I saw a guy that usually tall linebackers inside don't usually make it. This kid gets the football, though. I don't know how much you – I mean, I'm sure you've studied his game and stuff like that. Is the tape going to be different? He showed up watching practice to me but then showed up even more in the game. That's what kind of where I was, you know, maybe he's not a guy that's going to be a, uh, you know, a, a, a second day guy or even a, you know, third day guy. He's got good tape. And I think he was what, one of the top three linebackers in mobile. Um, biggest thing with him is durability. This guy has a, so he's a banged up guy, laundry list yeah. of injuries, uh, a guy who doesn't have that indestructible body type, for a big uh, guy, he's not like that, huh? Right, exactly. That's History of shoulder issues, arm issues. So uh, that's going to be the biggest hurdle for him. But when you just talk about the on-field talent, he's a darn good player. Okay, losers. Got a couple of losers. And, and, and losers, I don't mean this in disrespect. No. I mean, things that disappointed you about the guy. It, it could be play. It could be injury. I, I put a couple of guys in there because of injury. Yeah, I thought about that. I, I feel bad docking guys for getting hurt, though. I mean, I know. When you- I felt, okay, lo- loser is the wrong word for that, but I wanted to see Forrest Lamp play guard. I sure. did. Yeah. I, I really did. I mean, I mean, I was ready for him yeah. to come in there. He's a tackle from Western Kentucky, and you don't see him get to play. That, that I was hopeful. I was really, I was kind of thinking that maybe this would be an opportunity to better evaluate him playing as guard. So I'm calling him a loser. I'm calling me a loser because I didn't get to see him play. Everybody's a loser for not getting to evaluate him, is what you're saying. Exactly. I, I, th- for me, there were a couple guys that weren't not losers for me. I don't think they lost money by any means. I just wanted to see more. Um, All Texas A&M. Uh, he flashed. He was inconsistent. I would throw him in there for whatever that's worth. Um, I, Antonio Garcia from Troy, a hmm. tackle uh, who kind of up and down. A lot of people like him, but yeah, yeah, he struggled. I think to me that matches the tape. I really wanted him to wow me this week. Yeah, I didn't do it. He did didn't he? do it. Yeah. Um, Taywan Taylor, the Western Kentucky receiver, a guy we both liked on tape. Right. He was non-existent throughout non-existent. the week. I mean, we talked about Cooper Cup. We talked yeah. about Zay Jones. But yeah. Taewon Taylor was a receiver we didn't talk much about. How about Durrell, Dave? We talked about him on Thursday night. He yeah. was really a non-existent player. I know. I didn't go into the Senior Bowl thinking he was like a beast, though, to be totally honest with you. But, yeah, no, I mean. He, but in a group of receivers that had, had bad, the opportunity. He had a bad week. Uh, I got to – well, you guys tell me if I'm crazy because this is the guy that re- – Well, thanks, Dane. This is the guy that jumped out to me when you told me we were doing this. And like, I, he didn't have a bad week. And we talked about how, like, you don't even know where to play him anyway. But, like, Desmond King? See, I had him as on my list, too. Yeah. I had him Valid. as number five on my list. I just, and, like, I said, like, I don't think he was bad, but I'm, I would argue he's probably the, one of the most known names on that roster. How about a wow? 
How about, yeah. a, how about a go make a play on make the ball? A play. Wow. Yeah. Flash. It, this Do is something. a guy as a junior that he's I thought a, was a better player. He's a Thorpe winner. He's won yeah. the Jim Thorpe Award. Anyone who studies on tape knows him. He's not a burner. That's he's not, not going to run well. That's right, true. exactly. So when he was up in press coverage and he didn't land his jam and you know receivers were able to gain free release, yeah. he couldn't do anything about it. He couldn't recover. Right. He couldn't you know, be a factor at the catch point. So, yeah, I, I think it's fair to mention him as a guy who, who probably hurt himself, although it's just – that's kind of his game. Uh, you know, he's probably a better safety. He's a safety in my yeah. rankings. If he's going to stay at corner, probably a cover two type of corner, a guy that, you know, he's physical, but you don't necessarily want him up pressing because if he gets beat, he gets he's, beat, he's done. it's done. Do either of you, sorry, Brian, do either of you think he's got a realistic chance, even if you're drafting him to play safety, at being a first round pick? No, probably not. That'd See, be, yeah, not, not with the two safeties that you're probably going to take in the first round. And I guess right. it's LSU kid and the Ohio State kid. Now we'll, they'll be. We'll have to get into that. I'm sure there'll be a question on Twitter on the 20 yeah. about that. It's harsh. It's harsh. But I mean, King is a loser because of that. Because, yeah. I mean, I, he. A lot of people thought he would be a first round pick, especially if he'd come out last year. I, I'd say that he's more of a loser because he didn't come out last year yeah. and came back. Yeah. For, you know, he went came back for a senior year, got his degree. Yeah, yeah you know, I know. We're sitting here like blasting right. the guy. You no, know, but that, we're also great. talking about drafted players to help our team win. Yeah. Be a little just, bit better at that. A player like this who needs a specific landing spot and a specific role, I just hope he goes to the right spot where, you know, he's scheme yeah, for him. Exactly. So he yeah. can he can flourish because he has skills. How about my how about my tackle guard from Pitt? Biznawadi. 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 Yeah. How about that? Not a great not a great no. week. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking that he was going to be a guy that maybe if you were looking for a swing player, he looked bad at guard, didn't look great at tackle, didn't think he played with any power. Yeah, I don't think he has the anchor to move yeah. inside to guard, and he yeah. doesn't have the length to stay at tackle. Yeah. I don't know what you do with him. Uh, yeah, he did not have himself a good week. Uh, really, look at all these tackles. Uh, I mentioned Garcia, Biznawadi, uh, the Bucknell kid, Davenport, uh, yeah. didn't have a great week. I didn't think Connor McDermott from UCLA yeah. had a good Played week. Played better in the game. I watched him in the game. Just better in the right. game. But you're right. I'm not I'm not discounting what you're saying. Just better in the game. The only tackle who I saw that I really came away saying, okay, I, I liked what I saw was Taylor Moten from Western Michigan, yeah. a guy who a lot of people think he's a better guard, but I like him at right tackle. I, I think don't think I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think – I think he's all right. Okay, well, that's uh, that does it for – that's the bow that we put on the uh, Senior Bowl. Uh, when we come back from the, our first break, we're going to do a little Twitter on the 20. So make sure you get your questions in. At the Draft Show, David Hellman will pull those up, and we'll get those answered for you as from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We'll be right back. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebrations, yes! increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase. Just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military. And Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. 
Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. I went to my first Cowboy football game at the Cotton Bowl when I was 10 years old. I've been a Cowboy fan ever since in the Super Bowl years and the not-so-good ones. Teamwork is what makes winners. At the law office of Domingo Garcia, we play as a team to win your case. If you have been hurt in a car or truck accident, injured on the job, call the law office of Domingo Garcia and join our winning team. With offices in Dallas, Houston, Austin, Odessa, and Tyler, we can help you in Texas. Call 214-941-8300. 214-941-8300. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here on the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Dane Brugler, Brian Broadus, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producer. Just want to also say uh, thanks to everybody out there. I always do this. Thanks to everybody out there that's uh, followed along at the Senior Bowl, the three uh, days that we did shows there. Thanks for coming back with us again. Uh, we always like to talk about, we investigate and educate but we also like to get you involved in the show, and this is our opportunity to do that with Twitter on the 20. And Twitter, uh, Twitter on the 20. There we go. I've missed that. So, uh, David Hellman, take it over, please. Shout out, Ed Cahill. Thank uh, you. All right, we're going to start with some some pertinent news. Uh, Doug wants to know. A lot of other people want to know. We talked about it in the mailbag today. Uh, news coming out that Malik Hooker, widely regarded as the top or one of the top safeties in this draft, is having surgery on his labrum? Labrum and hernia as yes. well. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean for him going forward? I mean, we still got about a month till the combine. Yeah. It means he misses the combine. It means yeah, he's going to be out gonna, four to he's, six he's not months. not going to work out, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the biggest worry is he won't be able to work out prior to the draft. And so you're taking a player that you're going strictly based off one year of tape. Because he this is he was a one year starter at Ohio State, uh, a redshirt sophomore, so a young player, uh, and having the two surgeries, uh, the torn labrum and the hernia, it, it, there you know there are question marks here. Um, now, will this is this going to drastically push him down the board? Doubtful. Um, as yeah. long as we go to the combine and you know everything checks out okay as being on pace you know, with his rehab, he's still going to be a top half of round one. Now, this isn't going to help the Cowboys, but it could help a team like the Browns at number 12. You know, you never know. Malik Hooker could fall to them at number 12. They could get a discount on the player because of this injury. So it will be something that we have to monitor, uh, but we'll learn more about it in Indianapolis. Do you have him as your top free safety and Adams as your top strong safety, or do you have them paired together? I, I like to rank my – just like I do my linebackers. So I you do just put them, them all together? I do them, yeah. And do, you, then, do you have Hooker over, over Adams? Yes, because a lot of these guys can play both. I think yeah. Adams could realistically play both. Sure. He's a better strong than free, but I think he could play both. Uh, Hooker, a better free, obviously, but I think he's a top safety this year. Those ball skills, that range, you just can't teach that. Yeah, I think so, too. I have him as my and, – and people were asking me on Twitter whether I felt like that he would drop to 28. I, 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 think, you're, I think you're accurately – accurately? I think you're accurate in your statement that, that he's probably now more of a mid-round type of a player than he is, uh, say, the upper – top of the draft if he falls to 28 
you probably don't want him because he's falling for a reason. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I would, I would, I'd sir, let's consider him at 28 though. If that medical stuff checks out, I mean, this team is, that's, is this is going to be another, I mean, every year there's something where like, you know, the, the questions about this won't be, let me, over let me tell you this guys, he's drafted, get, get ready for, and let me tell you this, get ready for more. I, I think there's going to be two or three more, uh, medical questions of top oh, sure. guys there always are i, I, I gonna say every and, year and, and i think there's and, and i'm just kind of hearing some whispers so i don't really want to get into names Uh-oh. but i i just think you have to be ready that there's yeah. going to be when we get to the combine here and we'll be there every day spill your secrets bro uh, i'll tell you guys off air but you know but well, I, especially the, the contact guys the yeah. running backs the linebackers guys that are used to you know uh-huh. taking a lot of abuse J-A-J-I-E. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, David. Uh, I got a fun hypothetical here from the Kawhiat Storm, who appears to be a Spurs fan. Uh, he wants to know if Tack McKinley, Corey Davis, and O.J. Howard are all there at 28. Who do you like? Speaking of... Uh... Injury guys, Tack yeah. McKinley with what's yeah. going on with him. Well, another wait and see situation. Um, another he, labrum problem as right, well. Right. Um, and he, I, to my knowledge, he has not got surgery yet. Uh, he's waiting on like a second opinion and figuring out what the best best uh, way to go. <sighs> Defense is what this team needs at twenty eight. Right. There's no question about that. But if an offensive playmaker falls to you at twenty eight. You know, you don't turn your head at that. And if somehow Corey Davis falls to 28. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't think there's uh, there's just a very, very small chance he would fall that far. If he would, you don't even think about it. He's the pick, at least in my opinion. Can I, can I ask you a question? What do you got? When you got Howard and you have this Miami kid. Njuku. Njuku. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. I got a question about okay, that. Sorry just, about that. Go ahead. I, you're, all right, well, let's just get right there then. All right, go ahead. Your head's in the right place. Because I, I want to ask him... Okay. I, I agree with you on Davis, by the way. Okay. Right. Yeah. LP81 wants you to basically break down Njoku versus Howard. What are we dealing with? Types of player. Who do you like more? Blah, blah, blah. Njoku is just such a physical freak. Uh, he's so athletic for a guy that's you know, 240, 245 pounds. Um, eager to get to India to see the exact measurements on him. Uh, this is a state... Uh, national champion high jumper yeah high school you can see it with the way he plays right uh his in a his route acceleration uh how fluid he is uh his catch and run skills uh he's, he's a, a tough blocker he needs a lot of work in that area but he's only 20 years old uh has only nine starts in his career yeah. at miami the production isn't amazing but you look at all of his production last year Almost a fifth of his total production, uh, his catches, went for at least 30 yards. This yeah. is a big play threat. Uh, he's Right now, O.J. Howard's the better player. Long term, it's hard not to believe this guy's not the better player. And I tweeted this out this morning, but I had a scout tell me that their tight ends coach said, and Joku has the most upside of every, any tight end he's ever seen. Uh, that is tight end that, prospect. That, that's wow. that is abs- that's accurate. He's just I mean, he's very accurate with the natural tools, and yeah. so there is a uh, you know some some question there. If you know, obviously he has to reach the the potential, uh, but the tools are just outstanding. And that's not to say Howard doesn't have a lot of those tools to be a successful pro, but I don't think he has the same type of ceiling as Njoku. Is that that's the most fascinating component of draft talk right there? Is like ceiling versus floor, yeah. like go like the Bosa thing last year. It's like. Maybe he doesn't have the ceiling of like a Jadavian Clowney, but he's got the ridiculously high floor. Like, what do you value yeah. more? Yeah. And yeah. actually, 
and I know he's not healthy, so it doesn't matter. But if Jake Butt was healthy, I mean, based on what y'all are telling me, I would still have Howard. I'd say he's Miami and easily then, yeah. third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. but would you argue that he's got a higher floor in terms of like you know what he is and you know what he'll be, or is that projecting too much? Then and Joku, I'd say definitely Howard. I think he's got he's a polished guy in a lot yeah. of respects. So I think he's he him and Butt both have I think high ceilings. Uh, yeah, you know I'm not too I, worried about you but, know who they're going to be as pros. But you know with, with the thing with Butt though is. And and scouts are pointing this out to me. When you watch him play, it's a lot of the underneath stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of drags and things like that. And cutting. Where Howard is more of a down the field. Now they'll throw some waggles and stuff where Howard drags, but his stuff seems to be more down the field. I know, but oh, yeah. but can make plays down the field. I'm not saying he can't, but I think that you see with Howard. You know, I tell you where I, I said this too in our shows. I felt like that the that the the Browns coaches did Howard a favor playing him in line. Right. I, I thought that showed scouts hand on, hand on the ground, playing next to a tackle, making things happen in the running game. I, I, I think that the, the Browns did him a huge favor by doing that, and he responded by playing well. Yeah, his release off the line of scrimmage, he's still able to gain separation with ease during drills. Uh, yeah, O.J. Howard uh, only cemented himself as the top senior tight end, and really he's just battling in Joku to be that top tight end drafted. I think both – Realistically, it could be looked at as a top twenty pick. I don't sit there if you know if you lose Howard and Joku. I I don't know if I would be totally disappointed looking for a tight end and picking him. I I think they're I think they're very I think they're very close. What, the Miami kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, they are based very, on what y'all are telling me. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I I mean if you're if you lose and I think Howard's gone before Dallas picks at twenty eight. But where, if does, you're, where does this guy go? This guy could be. This guy to me could be at the bottom of the first round. See, I'll be surprised if he gets that far. I think he's gonna. You think he's maybe top twenty? Yeah, I think. I think it's gonna be like this. Might be an Eric Ebron situation where was that the, was tenth, right? Am, am I? Yeah. Maybe my memory sucks, but like, when was the last time you saw two tight ends go in the top? I mean, I know we've had Eifert and Ertz in recent years, but I mean. It seems unusual to have yeah. like two or three tight ends go in the top half it is. of the first round. No, it, it, there's no question it is. And I think But this, they're athletes now. This would yeah, be exactly. they're like big wide receivers. Right. Exactly. And this yeah. year we uh we might have six tight ends drafted in the first two rounds. Wow. And that would be the first time that's happened since nineteen seventy three. So yeah. you know, and especially at the top with those two guys, I think Njoku is, is gonna absolutely blow up the combine. And I think it's gonna put a further separation between Njoku and that 28th pick. I think he's going to be long gone. Yeah, see, the thing about it, it, too, is Howard will compete, too. He will. Howard will go out there, and there'll be two guys going at it. And you, and, and then when we get there and uh, when we get to the uh, – we have our shows, all of a sudden we'll be talking about, well, hey, what did you think? And then you're mentioning about the, the, tie, the other tight ends. That, exactly. That's not to say that the other tight ends – won't be you know won't be just talked about just as much and that's the thing is that's the reason not to take one of these guys high because it is a deep tight end class so an Evan Ingram a Bucky Hodges John New Smith uh Gerald Everett the kid from South Alabama you can get these guys second third fourth rounds and they're they might not be as good as a Howard or Njoku they're still pretty darn good tight ends I can imagine somebody somewhere just like the Cowboys don't need tight ends stop talking about this so I'm gonna no. I'm gonna move on. Move on, Sean. This is a tricky question. The wording, I mean, Sean. He basically wants to know. You think about the positions of need that we're thinking about here: pass rusher, wide receiver, cornerback, uh, safety, safety. Sure. It, of all of the positions that you think the Cowboys need, which one do you think sets up to where it wouldn't be surprising to see them pass? 
in the first round. So what we're, what I'm trying to say is a position that you really don't feel good about a prospect being there at 28. Would you say tight end? I would say tight end. Yeah, yeah. I think Howard yeah. and Joku are both gone, and you know it's too rich for a butt or uh, these other guys. So I think you know. Okay, let's just let's talk about the top five needs at this point. I mean, you're looking at pass rusher, you're right. looking at corner, uh, you're looking at tight end, probably safeties in there, depending on what you know, moves are made here in the off season, right. and then wide receiver maybe. So. Uh, you know, I think tight end probably would make the most sense there. Uh, and then after that, maybe wide receiver. So, you know, looking two guys on two guys on offense. Would you feel good at 28 picking White? Or, yeah, White. Travis White or Sidney Jones at 28? Yeah, I think so. See, okay, and I feel fantastic about the thoughts thought of a good corner being there at 28. Yeah. It just seems so loaded. Uh, do you, and I know Brian feels the same way about pass rusher or you, you've said that in the past. Yeah, I think so. Do you feel that way? Like, do you think there's a really good chance that a guy that you like will be there at 28? Yeah, I do. Pass rusher is just so loaded. I mean, you can go, uh, I mean, let's see how many first round grades I have at first in at pass rusher. We I've talked about it. McKinley. Yeah. Potentially. I have 10 first round grades yeah. at pass rusher. There you oh, go. And so there's a great chance one of these yeah. guys, you know, a, a guy like Carl Lawson. Lawson's another, yeah. Uh, I, I think he could be there. Tack McKinley. Uh, I think Taco Charlton probably goes top 25. But a Tim Williams with his issues. See, Tim Williams is the one I absolutely love, and I, I hate the fact that he has all these red flags. Right. Yep. That, that, because to me, you watch Tim Williams play at Alabama, you, you're like, whoa, I, I get it. Speed, explosiveness, finish, just all-around game right there. But oh. the fact that he's got so many red flags, right. there's I don't think there's any way the Cowboys can take him. Not, not after, after the Gregory. not after Gregory. No, yeah. there's no way. Yeah, no way they could take. Because this is a legitimate top ten, top fifteen type of player in this draft. So if he's available at twenty eight, there's a reason for that. Sure, there so, is. So uh, you know, I don't. They can't fall in that trap again. Oh, they they won't fall. There, are, you said. I mean, you said Tack. You said Lawson, Tim, Taco. Anybody else? Charles Harris from Missouri. Missouri, yeah. I think he's in the in that. Smoot, day. maybe. Are you having the third? I have more of a two three on okay. him. Uh, Derek Barnett, a, a guy who isn't going to wow with his. Uh, you know, his tape is amazing. Yeah. But his in it, the production's outstanding. But I don't think he's going to wow with the you know the testing drills at the combine. I don't think he falls at 28, but you never know. I didn't think Byron Jones would fall in would the late Would you take him round, at 28? Because so. I had people Derek on Barnett, yes, yeah, I had people on Twitter ask me about him. I don't and think he's going to make it that far, but if he somehow he did, absolutely. I need to rewatch him. I didn't have a good I didn't have a good view of him initially. I and I'm watching other I'm watching tackles play. I was watching some offensive tackles and all of a sudden he was wondering how the tapes are cut. You know, he right. all of a sudden he's busting by one of these tackles. And I'm going, "Oh, that's Barnett." I, I have people <laughs> like trying to compare him and Garrett because of the production and trying to tell me Barnett's better. And I mean, it's not even close to me. Miles Garrett's head and shoulders above the bend so, we we're talking about though. Is that right. some of the questions? So I think people, some people think I don't like Barnett. I love him. If he's there yeah. at 28, yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I'm I not sure. to redo that, that one. David, Dane, this is a very Cowboys centric question. So I apologize, but I think it's worth talking about just in the grand scheme of things. We've talked about it a lot. I apologize, Brian, but the, the Lyle Collins, saga sure talk a lot about the pro i mean what happens to leary do you try to keep leary here does he leave in free agency do you consider playing lyle collins at right tackle and you know as his long-term future and i think that's important because if any of that were to happen guard suddenly becomes somewhat of a problem for you sure and so i mean do you do you what do you see happening there do you think there's even any anything there at all 
I I don't. I think this is crystal clear. I think that he's going to play guard. I think Ron Leary's going to get a sizable contract offer yeah. from somebody else. I think Lyle Collins's skill set suits him really well to be a very powerful and athletic guard rather than a decent tackle. And I think you still have Chaz Green waiting. In the yeah, place. they're not. They're not. They're they, they're saying that they're not interested right now in talking about. That is, moving. I mean, we asked Stephen Jones asked, about asked it. Stephen Jones that, and they're not interested right now of addressing that. Now, I will say this: they have not met as a staff. They're, the, right. the coaches are due back after the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, and so they will have their personnel meetings to talk about their team. But I think in due time we will hear. Okay. Hey, Lyle Collins could be this or could be I Jerry I had Jerry Jones tell me he is not interested and this was a while back was not interested in moving Lyle Collins to tackle. He okay. just was not interested and at all. I don't think they should. Although I will say and last thing on this until we have more information I guess, but I mean people don't want to hear it because of all the defensive needs on this team. But if Lyle was to move to right tackle, guard becomes a need probably. And if you keep him at guard, I, I mean, tackle. There's some guards in this draft. Tackle is a sneaky need on this team. Oh, tackle too, yeah. You can't count on well, Chaz Green. you can't on Chaz Green. I mean, and Doug Free's they, got a year left on his deal. Yeah, Dane told us that he's often injured, and, and he was absolutely right. He's been two years. He's been hurt two years. I don't know how you sit there and think that it's going to change. You hope. But offensive linemen, when they get in the league, they're not supposed to get hurt. Yeah, totally, supposed, totally they play. They play eight, ten years, and they just play. They just keep playing. They don't. Do, I mean, they <laughs> they don't. You know, Travis don't, Frederick hasn't missed a snap since he yeah, got they, on the field. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't. They don't sit and don't stand next to you and I during practice. Chaz Green spent more time on the training table at Florida than he did on the field. That's and, a shame. And so I don't. I, and he's got talent. He you does. can see that when he plays. He was worth a third round pick in terms of talent, yeah. in my opinion. But I, you know, when you factor in the durability, uh, that's a tough one to swallow. I don't think it's time to close the door on him yet. But I would not be surprised, and I don't think it would be a bad idea for the Cowboys to draft an offensive lineman in the first half of the draft, one way or the Bulls, other. Bulls, Bulls kid interest you from Utah at all? Mm. Not really. I think he's going to Bulls go. McDermott. Any of those guys? I'm, I'm not a McDermott fan at all. I, I don't think he has the anchor strength to hold up. I think Miles Garrett showed exactly uh, all, all of his weaknesses. Moten was a guy that you like. I like Moten quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, I think you know this tackle class. There's a lot of holes. Uh, Ramsick, the Wisconsin kid. I think need to watch probably him. go high in the first round, but. Yeah, second, third round, not a lot of depth that you like, but Moten's definitely one of them. See, I wanted to like Banner, and you talked me out of that. I watched him. He's slow-footed. He is. You're right. I mean, it, that's, that's... He's a guard all. for me. Yeah. Oh, really? It, you know, just a big body who, yeah. you know, it. I don't know. I just, I don't, I have questions about him, but I think... The I'm, more I watched him live, the more right. I'm like, Dane's right. I should listen to Dane more. Okay, we're there. thanks everybody out there on Twitter for uh, sending us your questions. Uh, coming back, uh, when we get to the draft show, coming back from the, for the, from the break... We're going to get into uh, a game because uh, what yep. I call this game, Dave? Would you rather? Would you rather? And we'll do that next from the SWB, SWBC Mortgage Studios in just a moment. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. 
With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebration, yes! increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase. Just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, Cowboy legends, cheerleaders, and me, Brian Broadus. Want to stay at the team hotel? With Star Sports Tours, you can. And our outstanding ticket selection is unmatched. You can trust the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit StarSportsTours.com to book your travel packages today. When an injury keeps you from being active, you want one place that has the expertise to care for all your orthopedic needs. As the largest not-for-profit healthcare system in Texas, Baylor Scott & White Health is ready to care for you as a whole person. From athletic injuries to arthritis, you'll get personalized care from orthopedic specialists. So no matter where life finds you, today or in years to come, trust that we'll be there to care for you. To find a physician, visit BaylorScottAndWhite.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here on the Draft Show, Brian Broadus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent, Gar- Kent Garrison, executive producer, as always, uh, going to do a little game here. I don't know if it's a game because you don't keep score, but it's always fun to make you think out there. I always like to try and think outside the box a little bit. So uh, everybody loves comparisons. So I don't like this game because we're getting ready to trash one of my pet cats, right, to start this thing oh, off. Well, well, go ahead. We're talking about, all right, so we're comparing last year's yeah. prospects to guys in this year's class. Yeah. So knowing full well. How, who would you rather have? Who would you rather have? Okay. And and just and take it as take it as don't look at the NFL season, but take it just, as who would you rather have at the time of the draft? Who would you rather luck. have? So we uh, just forget what we know over yeah. the last how many months of yeah. the NFL as, season. As, on the draft on the draft. Good but, luck blocking that out of your right. mind. It, it, it's always tough to do that, but yeah. but give it a All go. Right. Okay. okay, give it a go. All right, who would you rather have? Ole Miss receiver Laquan Treadwell mm. or Clemson receiver Mike Williams? That's a good one. That's a very good question. Uh, I think we all three of us loved Treadwell. We did, like um, so much. Like, so much. Yeah, so no, much. <laughs> and I still but believe. But big, in big receivers. Both of them are big receivers. Both of them make plays down the field. Both make plays underneath. We're in at a little bit of a disadvantage because we don't know what Mike Williams. If Mike Williams goes and runs a four four nine, then he'll be faster, much faster. Because than we thought Treadwell. we thought Treadwell would have problems. With the forty time, right? And he was in a low four or the high four or five, low four or fives, right? Like four five seven, something like that. Yeah. So if you know if Mike Williams goes out and you know improves on that time, I think I'd probably lean that way uh, with Mike Williams. What he brings to the field, I, I think he. God, I mean, Treadwell was just tough, so good on tape, though, going yeah. and getting football. It's just a big body guy. Neither are and guys. And so is Williams. Yeah. I mean, you watch Williams in that national championship no, game. He, he's killing those guys at Alabama. Unbelievable. Yeah. Neither are guys that will consistently separate on their own. You know, they're more, uh, they're comfortable with the defender on their back. You yeah. know, they can, they can still be productive. I, I think based on, I think uh, Mike Williams has a little bit more speed, and I think I'd probably lean that way. I think you'd lean towards the speed, too. 
I think I think just the quicker guy. This is in I, and out of routes. I y'all are right, but I'm gonna stick with Quan just okay. out of loyalty because I just I can't abandon him that quickly after how much I yeah. loved him. Yeah. The, I think the main factor between the two is the quickness. That's where I think the yeah. the, the main difference is. Who would you rather have, Ohio State cornerback Eli Apple or Ohio State cornerback Marshawn Lattimore? Another good question. Um, I I try it this game. Personally, I have Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, I, I keep saying Marcus Lattimore. I've got to make sure. Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore right. uh, I have him with a much higher grade than I had on Eli Apple. And I liked Apple. I think yeah. I liked Apple more than you did. Uh, much more than I did. But, and uh, he played well for the Giants. Well, i, I got to take that out of yeah. my mind. But I had Apple as more of a, a mid to late first. Uh, you know, a guy that you consider somewhere in the top 20, top 25. You end up going, what, 10? Uh, so a lot higher than you know, either of us thought. But I've got Lattimore as a true top ten pick. Got, you know that athleticism is off the charts. That's actually a, and it worked against you on the last one because Treadwell had such a bad rookie year. I thought Apple's play as a rookie was far better than what I saw from him on tape. So yeah, I'm. Going I thought the Lattimore. Ohio State. I thought the Ohio State tape was not great for no. him. No, and I think that Lattimore's tape is. Yeah. So I, I agree with Dane. I, I think, I think I, it, it, just watching the two on Ohio State tape, I would take Lattimore over Apple. Yeah, Lattimore, I mean, he's like a consensus top 10 pick. Right? I mean, that's what I think that's so. kind of where it's If trending. he was in the last year's class, he would be over all those guys, the Florida guys. and He wouldn't be over Ramsey. I don't think he'd be no, over probably Ramsey. probably not. Probably not over Ramsey. Who would you – and oh, this is great because I think this is two guys that you don't like. So this yeah. is good. Uh, who would you rather have, Notre Dame offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley or Alabama offensive tackle Cam Robinson? Stanley. I don't think this one's even that hard, honestly. You'd rather have you'd rather have Stanley over Robinson? Yeah, I would. I had my problems with Stanley. Um, Boy, I had a lot of problems with Stanley. But I and I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if if Cam Robinson's a first round tackle. Y'all were Ronnie haters. Last year, I, yeah, I didn't like Ronnie Han- Ronnie Stanley as high as he went. Um, Boy, I thought he was soft. He had he a was. good rookie he didn't year. Fight. He did. Yeah, I think Cam Robinson at least fights. Give me, I, I'll take Ronnie Stanley. I think that's pretty. That's pretty easy for me. I think I Cam Robinson, and I don't know, maybe I'm biased. Like a lot of hype, not a lot of substance. I don't Cam Robinson. Yeah. You watch his highlights and okay, but then you watch the full tape and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I love this guy. I you, you said I, I, he's not might not be a first round guy. Yeah, I I know, but I'm saying I didn't think Ronnie Stanley was. Who do you have a two? Yeah. See, I didn't I just didn't I just did not see a grind you into the ground guy. And I see that a little bit more with Robinson. You care more about the attitude. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I want to see a mean SOB play. That's what I want. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, that's what you want in an offensive tackle, especially when you're investing a top 10 pick in. Yeah. But uh, Robinson will be interesting because this is such a, a weak tackle class. Right. He's going to get bumped up a little bit, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather have, Indiana running back Jordan Howard or Tennessee running back Alvin Kamara? I've got a higher grade on Kamara. How do you block out this, you know... <laughs> This rookie season. I know, but I bet there were some traits that he had. Kamara is a run catch block guy. Right, exactly. And so is Howard. I mean, Howard is a guy that if you watched him on Indiana tape. Poor Howard would be the toast of the NFL if not for Ezekiel Elliott. Right. I didn't even know until the last month of the season what well, How about Indiana out putting out a couple of Coleman yeah, and right. Howard back to back? Yeah, and both guys that were uh, kind of, I don't you know. Tom or Howard's from I think UAB or, you know, yeah. they just yeah. come out of nowhere. So. With Howard, 
he's got a little more power than Kamara, and I think he's more of a true feature back. I mean, yeah. he can be that guy that can carry the ball 20-plus times a game. Kamara, I don't think he's that guy. Uh, he's never been that guy over his career. I see more of a complimentary running back. Um, but with that said, I have a higher grade on Kamara than I did Howard, but I think I probably just missed on Howard. I think I would take, I think I would take Howard because I kind of liked what I saw from those Indiana running backs. I liked what I saw. I liked you loved his, Coleman. I loved Coleman. That was my guy. And, playing, and, and I liked Playing the, in a game this Sunday. So. I, I love the run, the run block catch guy. Give me that guy. And, the, and both these guys yeah, do it. Gonna say, you just said Kamara can do all the same stuff. Oh, he's 508. What is he, 5? You were we watching. I, he, he's a little light. You were watching tape of him the other day, and he, know, he's got some pretty sweet balance. He does have oh, some yeah. sweet balance. Absolutely. Uh, I, so does Jordan. is a catcher out of the backfield. Yeah. I, that's going to be his bread and butter, I think. I right. trend toward younger, newer. So I'm just going to say. Oh, one year younger, newer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shiny toy. Uh, who would you rather have, Oklahoma State and Emmanuel Ogba or Illinois' Dwayne Smoot? I'm not as big of a Smoot fan as as you are. So I Ogba would be my cup of tea in that comparison. Um, I think you just have a little bit more to, to work. How about when your boy, uh, when your boy Whitehair just mauled him in that yeah. game? My boy Whitehair, he, yeah, he did. And Ogba, like, there, he has power. He he has, uh, I think, a little bit more, a few more pass rush uh, weapons to work with to to beat the tackle. Um, you know, Smoot is a nice player. I just don't see. Is there another? Is there another guy on the of those defensive ends? If I could compare him to somebody else. All right, well, how about, how about Ogba okay. or Charlton? Uh, I think I'm taking Ogba. Okay. I think I am. I didn't like Ogba. And, I mean, he proved me wrong. He had a good year for a bad team. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. I think I think Ogba, I think, is, can play, I think he's a, I can think he play right end. I don't know if Charlton can play right end. That's I mean, a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't. These pass rushers are, are – we're going to be debating them the rest of the way because this is tough to figure yeah. out, especially when you throw in an Ogba into the mix, yeah. you know, where he would fit. I, it just really makes it complicated. There's so many – because pass rush, you win in different ways. Uh, you know, there's so many different flavors of, you know, ways to get to the quarterback, and Ogba is a perfect example of that. He's not a true just, you know, speed rusher. He's got a little power. He's got yeah. a little bend to him. Um, and, you know, with this class, I don't know where he would fit for me. I think somewhere – Somewhere right around Taco Charles. That's why I picked so the picked second Taco. round. We had this, all those second round guys. Yeah, yeah, Let late me first early second. I'm going to derail the game for a second. And I, I know, I know what right ends do. I know why it's important in the scheme of football. I get all that. But for this team, and I know Demarcus Lawrence is in a contract year for that matter. But with Lawrence and then Mayoa capable of doing that, like, do you overvalue the right end thing? Like, can't you just get a guy who can rush the passer from anywhere? And no, that that's that's fair. I mean, That's if he fair, plays but, left but, end, he plays left end. Get to the quarterback. But, yeah. I, I always thought Demarcus Lawrence was a better right end. That's how yeah. I evaluated him coming out of Boise State. No. I didn't. I didn't. I don't disagree with. He, you. He's had, done a nice job at left end. Yeah. So no, I think that's a great point. Eight sacks at a left end. You got eight right. sacks at left end and one at right. I mean, I know there's different circumstances working. I mean, he had Hardy helping him in 2015, but I, at some point, just get a guy on the team who can get to the quarterback. And if he does it from left end, what? I mean, let's put it this way. You know, is the tandem of Lawrence and Mayowa better at right end than, I mean, if you get Tyrone Crawford some help with a... Crawford and, and, and you play end. David Irvin over there. That's a, well, 
Do you, I can't remember. Do you like Irving more at tackle? I like him at tackle. But I like I think, him. Yeah, I think they like him more at end. I, I some, don't know. They, I can't get anybody to give me an answer. I just get frustrated with the like. Well, that's not his best fit. It's like just get a guy in here who can give me a rusher. Just give me a guy. All right. Who else anyway, yeah. Um, who do you? Who would you rather have? Arkansas tight end Hunter Henry or Miami tight end David Njoku? Give me the the freak and Joku. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Both Hunter, athletes, though, right? Yeah, Hunter Henry's a solid athlete. I think he was a terrible blocker. Uh, I thought he was one of the worst blocking tight ends we've evaluated. Wait, that, that's for sure. Uh, but he has sticky hands, and yes. he can get open down the field. I, I think the Chargers really got themselves a pretty yeah. good yeah. tight end in the second round. But and Joku's just at a different level, and yeah. he he's by you know not a perfect player by all. I mean, you're you're really projecting with a guy like this. Right, needs to work on his route running, his hands. Only a redshirt sophomore, uh, a, a young player like I mentioned, twenty years old. So he's not nearly as seasoned as a Hunter Henry was entering the league. But in terms of upside and potential, give me Joku. I always want upside yeah. and potential. Yeah. Um, who would you rather have? Linebacker, Ohio State linebacker Darren Lee or Vanderbilt linebacker Zach Cunningham? That's a good one. Where, where do you stand on this one, Brian? I love, you know me, I love Cunningham. Yeah, and I, and I really, I, I, but I know you loved Lee because like of Lee, yeah. because he, the, the, the playmaking ability, stuff like right. that, the ability to run, Range. bigger, taller guy, rangy guy. Yeah. I love, I love Cunningham, though. I, I do, he, Cunningham is one of my top five guys overall. Overall. Really? Of the 70 guys, 75 guys I've seen right now, I'm I'm put I haven't done quarterback. I mean, there's some position right. I haven't done. But of the 75 guys I've seen, I would put him in my top five. I, I thought wow. I loved Cunningham. I've been talking about him all year and I thought I liked him a lot by there having is him in my something about him that 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 the length, the build, the ability to get to the football, the finish. There's, watch him. He came in at number 16 on my board. So I, yeah. I thought I liked him more than on. Oh, you're not alone. No, you're not alone but, on this one. You don't. Well, you, okay. You will not walk alone on this. Brian, trip, no. Brian hasn't watched as many guys as you though. So, oh, but I've watched 75 watch of the top, top guys. Go, the top guys. So that's, uh, I, I mean, top five, that that's saying you like him. Where do you like his best fit? Uh, outside, inside. I like him. I have him on my board as an outside linebacker. Okay. I, I like. I think he puts on a clinic of how to play the linebacker position. He really yeah. does. That stop against Georgia to win that game, unbelievable. He is always around the football. He is. I, I mean, and he never comes off the field. You can right. put him in coverage. He'll actually, for a big, tall guy, he can cover. I think we both agree we'd take him over Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Fair I just enough. I didn't like Lee that much. I just wanted to say. Uh, yeah. No, I know. I remember that from last year. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, guy you do like, though, would you rather have – Kansas State offensive lineman Cody Whitehair or Ohio State center Pat Elfline? Ah, uh, give me Whitehair. Give me my Whitehair was one of my pet cats last year. I think I had him 25 overall on my board. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up, what, falling to the second round, and the Bears got a steal. Yeah, uh, right. They put him at center, and he had a great rookie year. Oh, take that out. No, I, I do. He was he was <laughs> okay, high on my board. But, Elfline won't uh, be no, close to my no, top twenty. This this was a very white hair friendly zone in twenty sixteen. Absolutely, like yeah. this whole show. So yeah, no, we liked him. I, I like the Ohio State center myself. I like him too. I really do. And I and I don't, I, I I don't have him in the first round. I have him as a second round player. But I I think this guy, I I I think he's got some Travis Frederick traits to him. And I'm not just talking Big Ten traits. I'm talking about mobility, second-level block, snatch guys, position, stay on your feet, get outside. They pull him. 
I mean, yep. the, the ball goes to the outside, and here he's he's running around the corner like, you know. That's like, impressive. Yeah. And he was a guard his yeah. entire career up until his senior season. Yeah. So, I, you know, you see him in both spots. I agree. I have a 2-3 on elf line. I think he can be a solid starter in the league. You had a second. You had him at the top. So, you had a, for like, 25. You at least had a first-round grade then. On Whitehair. On Whitehair. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, see, I, Whitehair I, gets the edge for me. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't hate Whitehair, <clears throat> but I wish I had hair. But I, I, you have white hair. I have white hair. But I, I think to me, I, I like the traits of this F line, elf line guy. I do. I, I, I wish. Really do. I wish he did not. Or we could have seen him in Mobile, and he didn't turn down his, yeah. uh, his invite. But unfortunately, he did. So uh, combine will be big for him. Yep. I'm gonna go. tally that up real quick. I want to say, I think we took the new guy, or y'all took the new guy in five. Oh wow. Five of eight. Mm. 2017? Yeah. You yeah. took the, the younger player in five of the eight. You took you took Ronnie Stanley. I think we kind of cons- consensus on Ogba more yeah. so than the other guy. Mike Williams. There was a split between Whitehair and Elfline. Yeah. Elfline. I, I, unanimous I, for Mike Williams. Unanimous for Lattimore. Yeah. Joku. Yeah. So, that's fun. Good job. Hey, by the way, too, uh, I know people ask us about the, the segment we have called Tell Me More. Yes. We're going to do that after the combine. Okay. When we get there and we have a more idea. I feel like, idea of, I mean, you, yeah, no, obviously absolutely. me. And we got the combine. We got three more shows and then we got the combine. But yeah, I, I think that I'd like to get there and know a little bit, maybe see some of these like, guys a little bit up close and personal, get to visit with them. By the time the combine's over, I feel like we'll have heard all of the yeah. pertinent names there are to hear. I mean, for the most part, yeah. not the Dane Brugler special, like yeah. the guy from Montana Tech A&M, but... Oh, Brady oh. Gustafson. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, ask him about ask him about Peter Bateman from Minnesota Duluth. Peter Bateman, the main character from Office Space? You, you watch Peter Bateman from Minnesota Duluth yet? Of course, the tight end. No, no, he's... No, the, I have not seen him. You've okay. not seen him? Oh, he got him. Stumped him. Have you watched yeah, him? Yeah, who is he? He's a, he's a tackle. He's a tackle that's at Minnesota why Duluth. Did, why have you watched him? Is he you a know friend what? of yours? No, no, you know what I was doing? I was just curious. I was just trying to get a little bit more depth in my in my board mm-hmm. and I wanted to look at a guy and I he's a fifth round tackle. Minnesota Duluth. Peter Bateman. Yeah, you might hate him. He's a little like a two hundred and ninety pound guy, you know. You'll hate Who him. are you? Yeah, exactly. All right, Kent, before we get out of here, yeah. I, I'm gonna put you on some I'm put pressure on you. We have one call. We have one call. All right. All right well, perfect. Listen, thank you so much. Uh, everybody's doing great. San Antonio. San Antonio. Who we got? It's Mike okay. and San Antonio. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Quick question. Where does Jalen Smith go in this draft if he never got injured? And I'll take your call. Thank you very Thanks. much. Excellent question, Decorum, first of all. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly how it needs to be hmm. done. Just ask the question. And we move on. I mean, if he's if he's completely healthy and he's in this draft, that's the qu- I mean. Probably number two on my board. Yeah. Behind Miles Garrett. I, say, think I don't think he, he drops too far. Yeah, I think he, I think he's he's top five. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to take him where you took Ezekiel Elliott. I really do. I don't think you I don't think you can I don't think you could go any further past that. So the, you know, the Cowboys, if, if this all works out, you know, if if big if. If, if the big if, if hmm. the big if work works out. But you gotta remember on their board too, he was their number five, wasn't number he? Number five, yeah. He was their fifth best player. Elliot, this way the board went: Elliot, Ramsey, Tunsil, Bosa, Smith. That was her top. That was her five guys, with Miles Jack, my guy, being number six. All right, that's all the time we have today for the draft show. I want to thank everybody out there for uh, joining us. 
I appreciate everybody participating with Twitter on the 20, uh, with the call, everything that we do. Thank you so much. I want to thank uh, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producer. I also want to thank Ed Cahill for creating this show, Taylor Stern for pushing out all our content. We'll be back next week, 11 a.m. from the SWBC Mortgage Studios for the draft show. So you guys have a great week. 